they say that you spell love, T-I-M-E, and I believe that is very true. So I really try to be intentional with the time that I spend with people. People in the Cutco business with me, they aren't just getting a business coach, but they're getting a life coach, and in many cases, a lifelong friend. I do think that these things in particular help establish loyal relationships and a camaraderie and family type of energy in our organization. I've done this for 21 years and I've never been more excited about where I'm at and what I'm doing. The people that we work with and the relationships that we have, it's just incredible. Mark Bullard has incredible relationships because he works at it. He's a Cutco Vector Hall of Famer with over $40 million in sales, and his business is up over 50% in 2020. But Mark's most significant achievements are human trophies. As you listen to this conversation, you'll get a real sense of how happy this guy is. You may even think, wow, I wish I could have the number and depth of strong business relationships that this guy has. The reality is that you can. Through investing in people, you can develop stronger relationships, have greater significance, and experience real happiness in what you do. You'll get all that and more from the stories and lessons of Cutco Vector's Southern Rock Division Manager, Mark Bullard. Welcome to Changing Lives, Selling Knives. I'm your host, Dan Cassetta. There's a generation of entrepreneurs and business leaders out there right now who are positively impacting the world using lessons and skills that they first learned from selling Cutco knives with Vector Marketing Corporation. This podcast was created to share inspiring stories from Cutco's most prominent alumni and current leaders. On this show, you'll meet successful entrepreneurs, best-selling authors, superstar business executives, and transformational leaders from many walks of life. All our guests will have two things in common. One, they're all changing lives today through their work and their influence. And two, they all started out selling Cutco knives when they were younger. The lessons of the Cutco Vector experience are numerous, are compelling, and are real-world concepts for business and life. Through hearing real-life stories and hands-on experiences, you'll gain insights that can help you in whatever it is that you do in life. Thanks for pressing play. Let's get on with today's episode. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. My guest today is Mark Bullard. Mark is a 21-year veteran of the Cutco Vector business, having started with the company in 1999 in Jackson, Mississippi. He was a college student at Mississippi State. And in 2002, he became a district manager in Hattiesburg. Uh, built a very successful operation over a number of years and was ultimately promoted to run the Southern Rock Division in 2009. Mark relocated to Memphis, Tennessee, which is where he operates his division to this day. Southern Rock encompasses parts of five states, Tennessee, Mississippi, Arkansas, a little bit of Louisiana, and a little sliver of Texas as well. And Mark has been responsible for over $40 million in Cutco sales. He's married and has two children and one of the most uh, top performing division managers that we have uh, in the Cutco Vector organization. And so 
I've been looking forward to this conversation. Mark, welcome to the podcast. All right. Thank you for having me, Dan. Excited. Great. Well, let's hear a little bit about how you got started with Cutco back uh, in 1999. Take us back. Sure, sure. (laughs) Back in the day, it was May 1999, letter in the mail, and, uh, you know, nice starting pay. And I was curious. I remember making the phone call and going in for the interview. And mom uh, encouraged me to get real spiffed up. And so got dressed nice. And uh, I'll never forget Kevin Langford. He was my district manager, was running the interview and uh, cut the penny. I was blown away. And uh, the rest is history. I had to go home. My first sale was actually to my dad. So back in the day, you had to put down a deposit to get your sample kit. So had to really sell dad on the value. And this was going to be a great opportunity. And fortunately, the sale was made. And he said, sounds good. And uh, it, it was awesome. So he helped me out. And then, you know, when I first started with Cutco, I was not the fast starter. I was not the superstar per se. In fact, uh, my first summer, I only sold about $3,500 worth of Cutco, but I, I loved it. I loved the atmosphere. I loved the team meetings, uh, made great friendships along the way, had a great relationship with my assistant manager team and my district manager. And I continued into the fall, and that fall, I was a full-time college student at Mississippi State, and I sold about three grand that fall, so I wasn't killing it by any means, but my dad lost his job uh, that fall, and when that happened, I just remember him sitting down with me, and you know, I came from a fortunate enough situation that mom and dad helped me with school and car and gas money and this and that. And I had a few bills here and there that uh, I paid myself, but I was in a fortunate position uh, to have help from my parents. But when this happened, we sat down and essentially had a choice. It was either make this Cutco thing really happen and take it seriously and treat it like a real job or go get another job. And I really enjoyed working with Cutco. I knew I had more potential than what I was showing. And I'll never forget, I went to a division meeting and uh, Kenneth Davis was speaking. He was my division manager back in the day. And there was something at that meeting that just, it really set off that, hey, you can be an All-American scholarship. Hey, you can be a great student. You can be a great husband or wife or significant other, and you can, you can do it all. And mm-hmm. so that spring, uh, I changed everything in the fact of, I'm going to take this seriously. I'm going to make it work. And then that spring, I sold $18,900. I was the number 13 All-American in the nation. Uh Uh, I went on back-to-back summers over 30 grand. And my rep career, I finished up over $200,000 in sales as a sales rep. I sold Cutco my sophomore, junior, senior year at Mississippi State. And, uh, you know, it's funny, though, because... You know, a lot of people who would start off and you're not the top salesperson or you're not the best uh, tend to give up. And I stuck with it. And looking back, I mean, what a great decision. Yeah, that was some cool stuff you shared right there, Mark, the path that you took. I, I was with you on the, you know, needing help with the sample kit. You know, back then, of course, we had to put put a uh, deposit on our sample kit. And um, I- I'm trying to remember how much it was when I started. I feel like it was about 125 bucks or something like that when I started. 
um, you know, it was fully refundable, but I was in the same position where I was like, you know, mom, I need your help with this. And my mom kind of laughed at me and, you know, <laughs> didn't think I could do it, but luckily they, you know, helped me to, uh, to get started. And, and, uh, and then the rest is history as it was for you. I love that you can share that you sold $3,500 your first summer and that's it. And I think for any, you know, rep who's listening to this, that's a pretty powerful example to realize that you don't have to have this huge start to wind up being great uh, in this business or at anything that you hung in there. And then eventually things clicked for you and you became a college All-American just a, a couple of campaigns later. It's a great message also for managers about those reps on the team that are, you know, hanging around and are producing a little bit, but aren't necessarily top performers, but they have a good attitude and they're sticking around, like to continue investing into those people, because ultimately a lot of people like that do become really successful with the company. So that's a really cool part of your, your early story. Cool. What do you feel like were some of the, the lessons that stood out from these first few years where you were a sales rep? I think one of the biggest skills that I've taken away, especially in those early years, would be overcoming adversity. I feel like school and sports and a lot of things like that, for the most part, uh, came pretty easy to me. And doing Cutco was really one of the first opportunities that I experienced where there was real adversity and I experienced failure and challenges. And it taught me how to uh, understand that, hey, failing is part of growing and failing is part of learning. And, you know, even losing, like I think about push periods and, you know, I think this goes back to my sports days, but I hate losing. It doesn't matter if we're playing checkers, a video game, selling knives, uh, but how to lose with class and understanding that just because you're not first place in this competition or in this campaign, that it's an opportunity to grow. It's an opportunity to improve. And so I, I changed my perception of when you don't come out on top as a negative as it's a positive and what's the silver lining and what lessons can be learned. And, you know, I'd add to that to how to prepare uh, to become a champion and how to, okay, I lost this battle. How do I win the war? And, you know, the person or the team that beat me, what did they do differently and how can we take from that and eventually be number one and be a champion. And I think the the biggest lesson early on, and this still resonates deeply with me today, is just short-term sacrifices do equal long-term rewards. And mm -hmm. what I mean by that would even be like examples of uh, having a party in college and everybody's trying to get you to go out when you know you have a test the next day. And the short-term sacrifice is to miss the party and study hard and then go make the grade and then go have a great time Friday night or Saturday night uh, as an example. And so I really do try to live by that, uh, try to pass that message or that lesson along to others. But uh, short-term sacrifices certainly lead to long-term rewards. And I learned that very early on and Cutco taught me that lesson. Yeah, that, that's a great point. I think it's important for everybody to realize that when you say no to one thing, you're saying yes to something else. And there's a lot of times where we have to make that choice in life of, you know, what do we really want most? 
And a lot of times that does involve some type of short-term sacrifice. I love the point you made also that failing is a part of growing, right? Like if you're not failing at least some of the time, then you probably aren't setting goals that are high enough. You probably aren't striving high enough and you probably are not growing a lot either. You're, you're sort of stuck in a, in a, a pattern of staying the same if you're not occasionally having some failures and some struggles. And I think it is, it is very valuable for everyone listening to, to think about those times where you struggle at something or something is difficult and to learn to view that as a positive, because it is a sign that you're testing the outer limits of your comfort zone and you're, you're having that chance for growth in those situations for sure. So you were with, uh, you were a sales rep with Cutco all through college. You said you sold 200,000 uh, personal sales during those years. So you really turned it around from a $3,500 first summer to become <laughs> a top performer. And then um, what made you choose to make Cutco a career? Well, I enjoyed the sales aspect of the job, and I was very attracted to the sales management aspect. I got promoted to assistant manager that spring in 2000, and I enjoyed the opportunity to interview young people. There were people that were older than me that I got to make the decision that, hey, you get to come on board, and I thought that was neat. It's so cool. I remember selling my first homemaker set, but then when I got to manage a team and a rep sold their first homemaker set, it was that feeling all over again, but multiplied, right? And uh, so I really enjoyed the recruiting, the developing, and that aspect of the business. And I felt like if I was a good salesperson with Cutco, that I would be able to teach others how to be good at sales. And when I was going to school, I did not know right away that this was going to be the career path. Originally, I, I was a marketing major and uh, pharmaceutical or medical sales was hot then. I think it's still somewhat hot now. And that was the plan. And I remember uh, interviewing with Eli Lilly and Pfizer. I was offered jobs with both and company car and all these perks. And uh, I just completed running a branch office and uh, Lloyd Reagan and Kenneth Davis and Kevin Langford were talking to me about, hey, you should check out this district manager thing. Do it for a year to three years and travel and, you know, build your resume and then make, you know, your mind up. What do you want to do? And I made the decision to be a district manager. And originally it was going to be for one to three years, depending on how it went. Uh, originally that was in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, AKA hub city. And uh, it was an awesome experience. And I broke all the records that uh, were previously held there, was making great money, made great friends, got to travel. And then my district manager, a couple of years later, he had been a DM for 17 years and put his kids through college. He had a bunch of property, uh, you know, like deer camp, uh, all kinds of stuff. And I was like, man, he's got a pretty cool lifestyle and he's pretty young. Uh, might, might should consider sticking around. And anyways, he retired from Cutco and they offered me the opportunity to take over my hometown territory of Jackson, Mississippi in 2004. So I jumped on the opportunity. I was so motivated to break his records and really put Jackson on the map. We were able to do that in our second year being open there in Jackson, Mississippi. And so, you know, as far as 
the reasons, I guess going back, I love being my own boss. I'm very attracted to that, very thankful for that even to this day. Uh, control over income with these other opportunities. You had a salary, you could make a little commission, but I liked with this opportunity, there really was no ceiling in terms of the income opportunity and impacting high school seniors, college students, and giving them real skills for life. I just feel like that obviously our education system and parents do the best they can, but I think that we offer a lot of skills that are not offered in your traditional classroom setting per se, such as time management, goal setting, overcoming adversity. And, you know, the travel's incredible and and the people too. You know, Kevin Langford was the original DM, Sam Ryden. So he, he probably will be surprised his name's mentioned. He was the number one rep in my office that we would compete against. And he'd always whoop me. I was always number two. uh, (laughs) And, uh, you know, Kenneth Davis, was my first DVM. I remember Sean Godfrey at a year in banquet crying and us building a relationship. And I was like, I want to be passionate like that guy. Lloyd Reagan, of course, is our current region manager. And Lloyd uh, has not just been a great business mentor, but he's been a great life coach for me. I'd argue to say he's one of, if not my number one mentors in my life. My second division manager was Dustin Marks. And We had a great run together. I learned a lot about how to be a great DVM from Dustin Marks and uh, Danny Feldman, one of the greatest salespeople ever. And then Jamie Ferris was my first assistant manager back in Hattiesburg. Sam Sandos, uh, another guy in Hattiesburg, Justin Crest, Jonathan Ford, George Ball, Warren Herring, Rebecca Ward, Nick Gallette. Now I'm rattling them off. These are all past reps that had a big impact in my life. And then Brian Stevenson, I mean, this guy's one of, if not my best friends in the whole world. Uh, Ryan Huggins, this guy's full of fun. Chelsea Rodriguez, one of the greatest CSPs in the company. I got to develop her over her years. Maria Stewart, Ben Cunningham, number five and six in the nation, uh, CSPs. Hayden Town, my right-hand person. Uh, Cullen Patrick, who was my dom before, one of my top DMs, Evan Robinson, Daniel Wright, Cole Burkhalter, Zach Fairchild, Micah Van Roekel, Dana Wood. These are uh, current district managers. I'm done with the shout outs, but uh, just wanted to share that I think the number one reason, it's the people. And, you know, you hear that all the time in Cutco, but these relationships, whether these reps or managers worked with me for a few months or a few years, Uh, these are people that to this day are still a part of my life. And these are relations. I've been in many of these people's weddings and just the people that we work with and the relationships that we have, uh, it's just incredible. So I apologize for so many names there. but (laughs) (laughs) It's awesome, Mark. I mean, it's really cool to hear all of those names and to think about the depth of the relationships that you've built, both with your mentors and and with your peers and also with your reps that you've been developing. Um, I know that relationships is a great strength of yours that we'll talk about at length here as we go along today. Um, but that's a big part of why I think uh, Vector Cutco is such a great place is the people that we get to be around. Uh, it's really a compelling reason why I think a lot of people choose to, to work here and choose to stay here for so long. So after getting to Jackson... Uh, you had a few years before you became a DVM. Tell us about a transformational moment along the way in your career. 
Sure. So, you know, had a lot of success as a district manager and as a new DM in particular, I just remember looking at division managers and feeling like, you know, that was out of reach and that, you know, hey, you know, I've made it. This district manager opportunity is incredible. You can make six figures. You can travel the world. You're your own boss. And uh, I, I never viewed myself as someone who could be a DVM. You know, this guy from Clinton, Mississippi, right, uh, running an organization. And I just didn't view myself that way for whatever reason. And I remember in 2006, we were at Lloyd Reagan's house for a district manager retreat, uh, a.k.a. a signature experience of some sort there. And we were in his infinity pool. It drops off into Lake Travis. And uh, Stacy Campbell, uh, who's a division manager of Lone Star, uh, said to me, and so we're in the pool just hanging out. And he said, you know, you can become a DVM one day. And hearing that from someone who I really looked up to, uh, respected greatly. And so hearing that from a successful division manager really opened my eyes. Like when he said that initially, I was like, he's joking, he's kidding. And so I asked me, I was like, do you really think I could be a division manager? He said, absolutely. And then we started talking shop and, you know, he was like, well, I was like, what are some of the things that I can do to work towards really being a great DVM? And the thing he mentioned was relationships development. And hey, if you can show that you can have a big office and you can promote other branches and district managers that can have similar or greater success, you'll be a DVM. And that really lit a fire up under me and led me to my best DM years in 2007, 2008, which eventually led to my promotion of DVM uh, in 2009. So, That's but awesome. I would say that I, I always think back when someone asks, Hey, what was a life changing or what, what was it? And I always remember Stacy in the pool, putting his hand on my shoulder and just saying, Hey, you could be a DVM. And it was unbelievable. Wow. It really speaks to the power of the words that we say to others. And for anyone who's a leader, just thinking about the opportunities that you have to encourage the future young Mark Bullards that you encounter, that you're working with, and the words that you say can make a huge difference in how people can see themselves in their future. So kudos to Stacy for being able to take advantage of that moment with you at that time. So that's awesome. What do you feel like, uh, Mark, are some of the personal characteristics that you've leveraged in order to succeed as a leader? I think there's several things that come to mind. I think one of the most important would be just caring for people is big. I truly believe, and you've heard the saying, that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. I think that's very, very true. I feel like I'm full of knowledge, uh, but it's important for me to build that relationship uh, with that person personally uh, and professionally. And then whenever there's trust and once they understand that, hey, I'm really here for you, I really do care, uh, it seems like that knowledge is received uh, at a much higher level. Uh, again, these are things that I think many people have heard or said, but they say that you spell love, T-I-M-E, and I believe that is very true. So I really try to be intentional with the time that I spend with people. Uh, people in the Cutco uh, business with me, they aren't just getting a business coach. 
uh, but they're getting a life coach and in many cases, uh, a lifelong friend, uh, no matter how long they're in the business. And I do think that these things in particular help establish loyal relationships and uh, camaraderie and family type of energy in our organization, which in turn equals a fun and a competitive atmosphere. And then I think similar to a Brian Hurlman, I get excited. I bring a lot of energy, a lot of enthusiasm uh, to the mix, uh, but I'm very authentic. I'm very genuine. And, you know, people know me for me. And I, I don't try to put the mask on. I don't try to just be someone else. And in my early years, I do feel like I tried to be other people. And I made a decision probably a decade ago where it's like, you know, I am who I am and people are going to love me for me or they can just not love me. <laughs> Eventually, they'll, uh, they'll come around. But again, having that genuine care for people, building strong relationships, uh, I think those are some of the leadership qualities that really stick out when it comes to me being a leader. Yeah, when, when you can be your authentic self, what you'll do is you'll attract people who vibe with that. And by the number of people that you've attracted and developed over the years, it's clear that being your authentic self has served you well and has enabled you to become as successful as you have. Would you say, Mark, that relationships uh, is really like the secret sauce for you? I would say yes. That is definitely the secret sauce or the or the swagger of uh, Mark Bullard would be uh, relationships with my people. Absolutely. Yeah. How do you? How does that manifest? Like, give us some examples of how you build relationships and how you invest into your people. Yeah. And I think relationships with our people, it almost has in our organization like a fraternity, sorority type of feel to it. We love spending time with each other. Uh, we work hard uh, together. And so, for example, if someone is not performing at the level that they should be performing, uh, we give them a hard time. It's just like a college student. Back to the sorority for uh, fraternity example, if you've got a brother or sister that you know they're not going to class and they're not doing the things that they need to do, well, eventually, if they keep doing that, they're not going to be in the fraternity or sorority. And it's the same thing in the business that we don't allow people to just continue to not do the right things. And it's not just from me, the DVM, it's also from uh, our peers and the district manager team. Uh, so we give people tough love per se. Mm -hmm. So I think that would be uh, an example. And then uh, we also, we play hard together too. We love traveling together. We enjoy living our lives together. Uh, so I think that that uh, is another just example of what we do with each other. Let me give you some specific examples of just what we do when it comes to investing into our people. Uh, and again, I think it's a combination of time and money. Uh, obviously, as a division manager, we're afforded an incredible opportunity. And you know, my goal is to give back as much as I can uh, on that front. And on the same side, uh, on this personal level. So we just got back from Denver, Colorado, uh, and this was actually me and my top three district managers, Evan Robinson, Cullen Patrick, uh, Daniel Wright. 
uh, little two-day adventure uh, in Denver, and uh, we ate incredible food. I would say our group, we would uh, consider ourselves foodies, and so incredible food. Uh, one of our signature evenings, we went to Elway's, and I'm talking about lamb chops, 10 out of 10, filet mignon, 10 out of 10, just unbelievable. And one of the things we do to have fun with each other is when we have meals like this, uh, maybe we should have a podcast where we get to talk about the food and just all the greatness that we got to consume. But that would be an example of having a good time. You know, in Mexico, we just did a little payoff. Uh, so right now I've got a little raccoon eyes uh, happening from getting too much sun. Uh, but in Mexico, another example of just pulling the guys together uh, and gals listening to some jams, uh, throwing on some oldies but goodies, and just cutting up and having a good time. Uh, a week from this Saturday, the crew's coming to Memphis, and uh, we're going to talk shop, uh, finalize our December plan. So again, we're going to work hard first, but then uh, we're going to play hard afterwards. We're going to Laughlin Yard and have some fellowship, have some fun. And uh, my goal throughout this process is just we have at least one signature experience every single campaign. And I learned this from Dustin Marks. And, you know, I remember when I was in his division tailgating a Saints game and watching the Saints with our division at the time, GCK. And it was just unbelievable. And that stuck with me. And I remember a side conversation with Dustin. I, I did not understand that these events that we would do, they, they were intentional. And he called it a signature experience. And uh, we just try to make sure that at least once a campaign, oftentimes it's more times than that, that we have real signature experiences with our people, uh, making sure, of course, inside the business that we have the plan and we put in the work to hit our goals and make the money that we want to make and win all the trips so we can travel together. Uh, and then, of course, I think at the end, uh, it's living our lives together. And you know, I think there's a lot of businesses where you go to work and it's your coworkers and that's it. And here it really does feel, and I know it's like this in our division, but I think it's also like this in our company that it's a family type of atmosphere. It is people over profit per se. And uh, I think it's a big part of why I've been here for 20 plus years is uh, again, our company cares a lot more about people than just the bottom line. Hmm. I love uh, what you shared there about the signature experiences, right? Like life is about experiences. And when we as leaders can provide people with truly like memorable experiences that are going to stand out to them, that they're, they're going to look back on years later, uh, that's a huge part of just building that family feel, building that, that trust with others that enables you to influence them. It's just, it's such a big thing. And, and I love that you're very, very intentionally doing that with your people. Do you do this with different groups in your organization? Like it's not just your DMs, right? Right. So uh, we'll do this with our CSPs. Uh, this is top reps, assistant managers, uh, re really everyone in the organization. I just think there's something about, uh, and it's not always tied to sales, right? Or, hey, you do this and we do that. Uh, again, it, it just goes back to 
making people or helping people understand that you really care. And, you know, again, it's not just a, a gift card for me. It's more, hey, let me take you to lunch or, hey, let's go to dinner or, hey, I know you love the Memphis Grizzlies. Let's go to a basketball game and, you know, getting into whatever they're into and really showing them that, hey, I have a genuine interest in you. Uh, it's not just about business. It's not just about CPO. And, you know, let, let's get to know each other on a different level. Uh, and again, I, I love it. You know, I feel spoiled because I get to do so much, so many fun things with my family, but also with my Cutco family. I, I have two families, right? And uh, I feel so spoiled to be able to have so much fun. But, you know, at the same time, we're quote unquote working. Yeah. I love that it's not, it doesn't have to be tied to sales all the time, right? Like there, if it's tied to sales, it feels like a contest. It doesn't feel like that you're appreciating someone. Um, and so I think it's important that it's not always tied to sales. And also I like the idea that it doesn't have to be lamb chops and filet mignon every time that you That's take right. someone out and do something. <laughs> I mean, a, a casual lunch with a powerful conversation can sometimes be the most meaningful experience. I mean, you described your transformational moment as a, a moment standing in a, in a, you know, in a pool or whatever you're doing, swimming, floating in the pool <laughs> with Stacy Campbell, right at that moment. And he just, he said the right words at the right time, you know, going to a basketball game. I mean, you, you might end up seeing one of the all time great games and you'll never forget that you were there, that they were there with you. Right. And uh, the, these little things that you make an effort to do intentionally are just a huge factor in building a great organization. And it's a part of the fabric of what we do in Vector because we're big enough that we can afford to do some cool things like this, but yet we're small enough that we can have that in-person one-on-one touch. I think it's the perfect opportunity for us to be able to, to build great relationships. So I love these things. You made me think back to a few years ago. It was uh, myself, you, Bruce, and Nick Matlack at a Golden State Warriors game. And that was my first time, and, and I guess last time, at Oracle Arena, right? Yeah, and yeah. Just, I remember that third quarter where they just started making it rain threes. And, you know, it was like, what a cool experience. And I looked to my right, and there's Dan Cassetta legend that I look to my left and there's Bruce Goodman legend and there's me I'm like huh it's pretty cool so again <laughs> your experience exactly exactly that is so awesome cool stuff and uh, you have had a uh, tremendous impact on some top reps I know Maria Stewart is a key rep in your office right now right yes, um, sir. and uh, Ben Cunningham right? Key rep yes, in your sir. office as well. And Chelsea Rodriguez, who was Chelsea Banks. She, did she start with you? She started with Ryan Huggins in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. She worked with Ryan for about a year. And uh, after that, she moved to Memphis and she was my division office manager for a year. And we were going back and forth on district manager or CSP. So she chose to become a CSP and uh, she was the first CSP in our division and she really laid the uh, groundwork per se. And uh, Maria Stewart, when Chelsea was getting ready to move to Dallas, 
she mentored and helped me develop Maria to get her ready to fill her shoes. And uh, Maria has paid that forward. And Ben Cunningham's been with us now for the past year and a half. And uh, it's just incredible. And I think right now uh, in their category, uh, Ben Cunningham is number five in the nation in the Silver Cup race. Maria is number six in the nation. So it is going to be a battle these last six and a half weeks to see if we could bring home our first Silver Cup uh, for our division. So I think we've got uh, a real shot at that. But yeah, and to this day, just saw uh, Chelsea Rodriguez in Mexico and uh, Roger, her husband was there and we got to connect. And, you know, with a lot of the people I mentioned before and Chelsea's the same here that we could have not spoken for a few months and, and or even a few years. And when we see each other and we get to talk, it's we pick up right where we left off. It's incredible. Yeah. So cool. So cool. And you were largely responsible for the development of Brian Stevenson in, in his early days. And now you guys are peers and competitors and friends. And it's been awesome to see that relationship grow as well. Oh Yeah. I remember he got a flyer from my sales manager on campus and that's how he heard about the job. And Stevenson and myself are big Florida state fans. So that was something that we clicked with right away. And uh, he eventually became my right-hand person in my district office and a top rep. And uh, one of my closest friends, as I mentioned earlier, and just to see him rise through the business. He was my top district manager, and then he was promoted to division manager, now currently over SoTide and SEC. And many great things have happened over the 20 plus years I've been with Cutco, but I would say that uh, my proudest accomplishment was seeing Brian Stevenson get promoted to division manager. So just unbelievable to see what he's been able to do with uh, incredible wife, Elizabeth, uh, their newborn Reese and uh, new house they just built. It's big. It's nice. And just to see the life that he's been able to build. And, you know, this goes with a lot of the people that I mentioned before, too, whether they're with Cutco or without Cutco, meaning they're alums now. Uh, the people who stick with Cutco and the people who've worked with Cutco, uh, whether they're here or somewhere else, when I look at their lives and careers, it seems like they are better off than a lot of people who maybe didn't have Cutco in their life. So I know you can have success without Cutco, but it does seem like it's more prevalent for people who've had the Cutco experience. Yeah. And particularly when they've had a chance to work with someone like you, Mark, you've left a great legacy of all these relationships and it really is a a powerful uh, sign of all the good work that you've done. So that's awesome. What are you most excited about uh, in your life right now? You know, I think the first thing I would say, uh, I have an incredible wife, Jennifer, so I am very thankful to have an amazing partner to share my life experiences with. Uh, I met Jennifer through Cutco. Uh, She was actually working with Ryan Huggins, and we were friends for about a year before we ever went on a date or did anything like that. And, you know, it was neat because she was the team leader for Chelsea Banks, now Chelsea Rodriguez back in the day. So Jennifer was an assistant manager and was the team leader for Chelsea. Uh, But yeah, so she's got some Cutco in her blood. So I think her understanding the business and having knowledge of what we do uh, has been great for the relationship. Uh, You know, my son, Sebastian, he's 12. 
uh, really grown into a fine young man. Uh, that age 12 is interesting. I can tell he's really with it at this point. And uh, so I've really got to, he's keeping me on my toes. We'll say that. Uh, but he's quite the soccer player. Uh, and then my daughter, Mary Grace, she's three and she, uh, she makes my day every day. The second child, uh, you realize and you see things the second time around that you may have taken for granted the first time. Uh, so Jennifer and I, we're enjoying the challenges that come with three-year-olds. Uh, they've said terrible twos. I don't know. That might need to be adjusted. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, I say that she gives us a hard time here and there, but then she'll flip it around and, uh, you know, say things, something like, something like, uh, uh, hey, let me uh, tell you a question, right? And uh, she'll, <laughs> she'll hit us with something good, but uh, also blessed to have amazing parents and a brother that uh, are happy and healthy. Uh, very blessed to have a division of independent leaders. I do feel like we have an organization that uh, they're very independent and uh, I enjoy that about this group. And, you know, in 2019, we did $2.4 million in sales. This year, we're at $3.4 million in sales with six and a half weeks left. Uh, our best year ever uh, was $3.9 million. So we have a real shot at our best year ever. Uh, so we're really excited about that. And then uh, I guess lastly is just I've, I've done this for 21 years and I've never been more excited about where I'm at and what I'm doing. And if you would have asked me 21 years ago, hey, do you think you'd be here for 20 years? I don't think I would have said yes. And, you know, would I be as excited or more excited 21 years later than when I first started? I'm even surprised myself. You know, Cutco is an incredible product. It's an incredible company. But again, it goes back to the people and the leaders that uh, we get to interact with. It's very, very unique. People like yourself. I mean, I've always looked up to you, Dan. Not only are you a great leader and great business person, but uh, just personal conversations that we've had, advice that's been given, sometimes even some poker knowledge, you know, so just it's awesome the shoulders that we get to rub against and the people we get to interact with. Uh, it's very unique and I'm very thankful. Yeah, well, that's fantastic. It's great to hear. And thank you for those kind words, Mark. If you look into the future and think about that concept of changing lives, you know, how do you aspire to change people's lives through what you do? You know, I think it starts by leading by example. And, you know, as you progress in life, I think you get to different points where you, want to become the best version of yourself and each and every year that's a goal of mine and you know for 2021 i say 2021 but really now and beyond is something as simple as eating better and exercising more and being uh that type of leader not just in business but also in personal so uh, i would say leading by example i've noticed that you know when i do things people tend to follow and that's part of leadership uh, having high integrity. You know, when I tell someone I'm going to do something, doing your very best to make sure that that happens. And as mentioned before, people over profit mentality. I really do believe that if you help enough people get what they want, eventually you'll get what you want as well. And again, I guess to sum this up, it's really challenging myself to continue to grow. And even though we this year could have our best year ever, to not be complacent and to not 
rest on your laurels and your past success is to continue to reach out, is to continue to grow. And uh, that's personally and professionally. Those are the things I'm focused on as we move forward. Awesome. Well, you are setting a great example, uh, particularly for your own organization and your own team. And as I said, you've done a really just a great job of building a legacy of strong relationships through putting in the time, putting in the effort. It has yielded some great things for you in both your uh, professional life and your personal life. It's awesome to see. And I appreciate you uh, sharing some insights on the podcast. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, Dan. All right. That was just a fun conversation, everyone, with Mark Bullard. I really enjoyed that time that we just spent together right there. Hope you liked it as well. Of course, uh, uh, great to hear about the way Mark started. $3,500 in sales first summer, $3,000 in sales first fall. Clearly was not achieving at a high level during those first two campaigns, but he stuck around because he was enjoying what he was doing. He was building good relationships. The seeds were being planted for bigger and better things for Mark during those early campaigns. For anyone who is struggling in anything you're doing, whether it's a vector sales rep or a vector manager or whatever you're doing, what seeds are being planted? Because sometimes those come to harvest a little bit later than we expected. And in Mark's third campaign, as he referenced, he became a college All-American and he went on to have a pretty illustrious career in personal sales before getting into management after college. The words of Stacey Campbell resonate for me that he took the time to look someone in the eye in that moment and to infuse him with belief in his future. That is a powerful example of what leaders can do and it's important for all of us to be thinking about that. Stacy has been featured on the podcast and has a great episode that is well worth checking out. As Mark was rattling off all of the relationships that were so important to him in his life and career, I just thought about the concept in Vector that we call human trophies. Human trophies. Those relationships are Mark Bullard's greatest achievements. Those are his greatest trophies, not the trophies, you know, that were on his uh, shelf behind him as I was seeing him here today, not the other things that he might have in his office, but those human relationships are what are most valuable. I love Mark's energy and enthusiasm. You could definitely tell that he brings something special to his organization and he's willing to take the time to invest in his people, the dollars occasionally to invest into his people, creating signature experiences, creating memories, building long lasting friendships in the business that wind up yielding great results as well. A lot of good lessons. Hope you enjoyed it. Thanks very much. Have a great rest of your day. I want to thank my friends at Organifi for sponsoring this podcast. Organifi is the Cutco of superfood blends. Their green juice blend is made with 11 all-natural organic superfoods. You just mix it with water when you're ready to drink. You can check out the full line of their products at Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. You get 15% off everything that they carry by using the discount code CLSK. Try out something from Organifi today and enter CLSK when you check out to get that discount on anything you order. Again, go to Organifi.com. 
Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode of Changing Lives, Selling Knives, please consider rating or reviewing us on your podcast player and hit the subscribe button so future episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. For access to guest bios, show notes, and other resources, visit changinglivespodcast.com. You can sign up there to receive valuable resources for free from people featured on the podcast. This is Dan Cassetta signing off. We'll be back in a few days for our next story about changing lives.